What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday, and we've got a lot on our plate. Uh, Speaker McCarthy, former Speaker McCarthy, just gave a speech for... uh, 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 for I can't Stu help me Jim Jordan uh, it was that memorable of a speech I want to play it for you <laughs> I'm sorry I was distracted because they the Democrats just gave their speech for uh, Hakeem and uh, Hakeem Jeffries they stood up they were all cheering they you know yeah you didn't feel that from the Republicans and so we'll tell you what we think this is really all about here in just a second stand by first mike lindell is a problem solver if you've ever slept on a my pillow you know that but take the towels that he makes you know how when you go buy a towel set in the store they feel nice and soft until you get them home and you realize they don't absorb anything kind of like an anti-sponge mike has fixed that problem with my towels they actually work they're soft and very absorbent and now my pillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try they're made with amazing ring uh, spun cotton which makes them so absorbent and soft the towels are really great and you can get a six-piece towel set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with the promo code Beck get the designer premium line for just $20 more no matter what you decide on it's a 50% savings the towels work what a concept wish congress would and we could get them for 50 percent off go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special square check out the new my towel six piece towel set and get 50 50 in savings remember use the promo code beck or you can just call 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 or mypillow.com promo code is beck All right, uh, let's play a little bit of uh, former Speaker McCarthy's endorsement of Jim Jordan just a few minutes ago on the floor of the House. Mr. Speaker, I rise to nominate Jim Jordan for the Speaker of the House. Now, I've listened to the speeches this week, and I can already tell you what my friends on the other side will say using their poll-tested phrases. But let me correct the record. Jim Jordan is an effective legislator. Now, Stu, I want to stop it there. Stu, who's laughing at that? I would imagine it's mainly Democrats, yeah. but I think Republicans it is. as well, you think? I think it's mainly Democrats. There may be a couple of Republicans joining in on that, but this is we're turning mm-hmm. into the British Parliament now where we just all start yelling things when people say stuff. Yeah. It makes it more fun to watch, but I don't like it happening in my country. You know what I mean? I don't really give a crap. I mean, the Great Britain, I don't want it to, but Great Britain could sink into the ocean and you'd be like, huh. So what's for lunch? Uh, now, if we sink into the ocean, you know, they'll probably say 
you know, what's for lunch? Got any more blood pudding? Uh, and they won't care. But I don't want my my house to sound like uh, Parliament, but it is becoming that. All right, I want to play just a little bit more here because he, he says a few things and you you hear a tepid support. To legislate is about more than the name on the bill. It's about reaching compromise and working long hours behind the scenes to get the job done. Listen to that. The House will come to order. Gentleman may resume. When you are the chairman of a committee, you are responsible for dozens of bills passing the House and being signed into law. So let me tell you a few facts that don't come in the polls. As the leader of the Judiciary Committee, Jim has passed more bills through the House in just three years than the entire Democrat leadership team that has their collective 28 years in Congress. That's nice. Okay. So he's what he's doing here. I'm going to play all of it. What he's doing here is he is, I feel, doing a decent job, not a great job, but he's doing a decent job of trying to say vote for Jim Jordan. But it's not going to happen. The Democrats are all united, as they always are. They're always united. Doesn't matter. I mean, the devil himself could come out and go, hey, I want you to vote for me today. And they'd all be like, yes, he's our man. But the Republicans can never seem to get their crap together um, because we have too many Republicans that believe in a big state over the Constitution and Bill of Rights. And that's our problem. Um, And so what is he doing I'll tell you in a minute. First, let me get an update on the vote. Bring the live vote count up if you can. Uh, and Jeffries, how are we doing, Stu? Let me see where we are here. Case. Okay, so we are in the Jeffries. seas here. Um, we're not. We've gone through Casting. three anti-Jordan votes so far. All three Jeffries. of them continued to go against Casting Jordan. Florida. That's Bacon, Buchanan, oh. and Buck. Jeffries. So no switch there. No, there. It would Castro, be a surprise Texas. if there was a switch there. So Jeffries. we have Chavez Dreamer coming Chavez up here. Dreamer. Here we go. McHenry. McHenry. Okay, so that's the second vote for McHenry now, um, which is the guy who is the current temporary speaker of the House. But again, expected. So he loses one more and he's out, right? I think he's already out actually because uh, there is one she representative who is a Jordan voter who's in Israel today. Yeah. Um, okay. Doing a fact finding. Okay. So. Mission. All right. So it's not going to happen. So what was this whole exercise about? My feeling, and Stu, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but my feeling is that um, McCarthy coming in, and you know the the news yesterday that he was going to give the nominating speech, and that he was on board. What, this is a giant game of third graders. And if I'm in the third grade, I'm smart enough to go, wait a minute. I might be able to peel three or four of those eight away who voted against me. If I, if I am nice to Jim and I 
play nice and I'm like, hey, everybody, I love him. I've, I nominated him. I was with you. I, I mm-hmm. understood that you didn't want me. And I even stood with you and I gave a speech and I did everything I could behind the scenes. But it didn't work. So why don't we come back around? Would anybody consider doing it with me again? And you would have that consensus except for those eight. And I think you could probably get four of them to say, this is insanity. We got to stop. We got to get back to work. I think you're totally right on that. I think this is on its surface, the most powerful thing McCarthy can do to push Jordan through, right? Like he comes out, he does the endorsement, the people that are loyal to him, maybe they listen to him and vote for Jordan. But I don't think that's what it's actually about. It's about the second layer thing where McCarthy is thinking about a comeback. Remember, he doesn't need to get Matt Gates, who hates his guts. He needs to get four of those eight to come back to his side. Not all of them opposed McCarthy just because they didn't like him. Some of them had process questions. Some of them had specific things that they were upset about. If you can win a few of those guys back you might be able to pull this off. And one way to do that is to come out and say, I tried really hard. We we went all the way to the wall. We went as far as we could go with Jim Jordan. It didn't work out. I'm sad about it too. What if we try me again? I think that is something he's going to attempt here. Um, I don't know that it's probable that it will work, but okay, you know, so the dude wants the job. You, you watch these players uh, closer than I do. If McCarthy goes back, he's not going to go back with a, well, one vote, two votes can get you out of the speakership. So you've lost that power. But does he go back to uh, being at least decent to those people who believe in the uh, the Constitution? Or does he make those people pay for what we've just gone through? I mean, I think he makes... Do we get back Gates, the good stuff? I think he makes Gates pay. I, I think, you know, that will... I don't think that's going to be rep- uh, anywhere, any way that could be repaired, honestly. But, or at least for a very long time. But I do think the others, if they were to come back, I think, you know, he'd be fine with that. And, and again, like, he did actually do a bunch of stuff that conservatives wanted. He did. He was not perfect. He was not, I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but he's like, compare him to like what we were used to back in the day, like John Boehner. He was much, much, much better than John Boehner. I mean, a guy like Thomas Massey would never be able to be happy with John Boehner. He was relatively happy with McCarthy's and a lot of conservatives were. We talked to, uh, you know, Chip Roy, who wasn't thrilled with McCarthy, but also did not vote again to take him out because he did not see a better option. And this is, you know, what we're watching now is a vote on the last really best chance at a better option going down in flames. Um, That is, uh, and yeah, this is another development here as we're watching this. I'm kind of trying to do three things at once here. But one of the big questions today was Jordan went pretty hard to the mat uh, in trying to win over uh, these three, I think it's three New York Republicans that had voted for Lee Zeldin uh, previously in these elections. And they actually, he got to the point where he actually got Lee Zeldin to come in and uh, go after these guys and say, please vote for Jordan, please go vote for Jordan. Zeldin stepped in and tried on that effort. And uh, the first one of them just voted, which was Anthony D'Esposito, and he voted uh, again for Lee Zeldin anyway. So that didn't work. This is just childish. It's one of the minor parts of this because one of the things with that was 
it's not about him necessarily winning the speakership here, but could he show positive momentum, go from 22 uh, Republicans lost to 17 or 15 or something showing progress. Mm-hmm. I'm getting closer and closer and closer. That eventually did happen with McCarthy, even though he had several votes where it was even like he he never went backwards. Jordan went slightly backwards last time. The question is, does he go farther this time? And if he goes farther this time, there's a good chance he just gives it up and decides not to keep going. I got to tell you, can you imagine? I mean, we are so we're so spoiled they were like that's just crazy can you imagine the 1859 or 1860 convention uh with abraham lincoln 50 votes 50 votes lincoln wasn't even really considered he was one of those guys that were like how about abraham lincoln yeah (laughs) how about abraham lincoln and he wins the 50th vote he wins and he wasn't the guy going in but they couldn't decide on anybody that's that's imagine we we walk out with the guy with the bow tie that really nobody knows who he is henry and you got him you got him running you got him running things imagine going into a convention for president and like this unknown guy that really nobody knows that on the 50th ballot they're like Let's throw him in. He's ugly enough not to ever get elected. <laughs> Check out the hat. And yeah, and and he does. Imagine how surprised. And that's that's the thing about Abraham Lincoln too that's so amazing. He wasn't liked by either side. He wasn't really liked by and this I I really like. Even the Republicans back then, they didn't like Abraham Lincoln, really. Um and they also didn't really uh, the 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 course the Whigs and the Democrats hated Abraham Lincoln. He was not liked at all. I mean, you know, you think we're bad now? Mm. It was it was worse then. Yeah, I think that's true, Glenn. It's something to keep in perspective. You know, what what is unique about this situation right now is not that McCarthy's the worst guy ever, or the Republicans are more in disarray than ever. What's unique about this is they only have a four seat majority. This is really hard to do when you have this type of majority, especially when you're a a, a party like the Republicans, where you have real diversity from moderate to conservative. Like there is a there's a big, big difference between the most moderate and the most conservative Republican in in this conference. And, you know, like it's going to be really hard to get 217 uh, through. I mean, I, I think they need weeks and weeks and weeks and and honestly, probably even more than that to figure this out, which is why I still think eventually they'll probably wind up settling on putting McHenry in temporarily and trying to come up with a plan behind the scenes. The, probably the next you don't think, most likely option, though, is McCarthy th- returning. I mean, that's probably the next most likely option. Right. Which is crazy. I think that's, I personally think that's the first option. It's possible. McHenry, you can't put a guy, a check on this. I don't think constitutionally you can just put a guy in and just say, yeah, we're just going to go with this temporary guy. He's think, in line for the office of the presidency. Well, I don't think he would be in line for the office for the presidency. What they would do is expand his powers as a temp, basically. It's like you got a temp worker, they come in, they're do, they're answering the phones, they're doing okay with that. You give them some filing uh, responsibilities. You maybe maybe yeah. you're, you you know, you're you're giving them some other things that's to do around the, the office. <laughs> that's the way this is going to work. That's not the job of the speaker. Yeah. No, I no. I just but think this is a bad idea. What they're saying is if they give him explicit powers as a temp 
to be able to pass legislation and move things around, they can still do that. And it would not make him Speaker of the House. So he would not be in line for the presidency. A major, major difference. And also, a, a even more massive one, considering the fact that he's the only Republican in line. Like, if God forbid something happened uh, to the president and vice president, it would just skip over and go past him to Patty Murray as, as your next president of the <laughs> yeah, United so States. Yeah, we got that going for us. All right, let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. By the time I get to the end of this commercial, it's 60 seconds, at least two abortions will have happened somewhere in this country. It's about one every 34 seconds. The end of the day today, that number will have been over 2,500 children in the United States alone. We've overturned Roe versus Wade, but there's so much work yet to be done. This is so anti-human, um, and, and, and Planned Parenthood is so very clear. First of all, it was a racist organization. I contend it's still a racist organization. They target women in the uh, minority uh, sections of, of our towns, and now, because you know they can't make ends meet, I guess, with government money and providing abortions until they get the military— that they're also making money now on uh, being the one that gives your kids hormones. So you can get those hormone drugs to sterilize your kid, you know, on the first visit. It's great. When you donate $28 to the Ministry of Preborn, you're going to offer a free ultrasound to an expectant mom caught in a crisis. And once she hears the heartbeat and sees that precious life, her baby's chance at life doubles. Plus, Preborn continues to help provide critical support for that mom and that baby for additional two years. Your tax-deductible gift will go directly to that cause. So please, sponsor one of these precious children's lives today. If you have the means, do it in a big way. Tax-deductible donation of any price, 28 bucks, or if you want to donate, you know, $5,000 at the end of the year. Sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping rescue 200 babies. Donate. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Keyword baby. Or you can go to preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds. Station ID. Wait a minute. Mm. Um, do I have a uh, do I have a misread on my? I just think somebody added to my show schedule. Jim Jordan going to be on with us at the bottom of the hour. Chip Roy, I think is going to be on with us. Oh, Chip Roy, that's what I'm getting. Okay, yeah, Chip Roy is going to be on. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Mm. Uh, but uh, anxious to hear from uh, Chip Roy on this. So he's supposed to vote. Imagine he's on the any minute. <laughs> I think they're in the H's right now or the I's. We're getting close to the ICs and yeah. the R's. If you don't know um, the alphabet, it'd take a little while to get there. And if he's on <laughs> the bottom of the hour, he may not be able to get his vote yeah. in. Uh, but uh, it is very clear he that, that Jordan will not be a, become speaker with this vote. That is it's like yeah. 100% clear at this point. You know, it's hard to keep track of this 100% as we're doing the show. But to my count, every single representative who voted against Jordan so far has continued to vote that way, including another New York representative. Uh, who was the big rumor was they might switch and go to Jordan. Does not seem like that's happened. And uh, I could be wrong on this. It seems like it might be even a little higher. I, I may have missed a name as it was going on, but I think he actually might be behind his pace from the last vote. Uh, this is not going to happen here. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to ever happen for Jordan, unfortunately. Um, 
but uh, as of right now, it's just a matter of where you go next, and I don't think they have any plan. And again, you don't put yourself in a position like this unless you do have a plan. Uh, that's a that's a lesson maybe we'll learn next time. Well, I mean, um, this is a plan to to um, fight for the unpaid supplemental spending, eleven billion dollars, uh, twelve billion to Taiwan, sixty to eighty billion to uh, uh, Ukraine, ten billion to Israel, four billion for the border, and eight for global humanitarian aid. Yeah, I, okay. I would like to at least discuss that and have the speaker push back. back program. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to Chip here in uh, just a second. Goldline is our sponsor. With everything that is going on in the world today, um, hard assets are things that you should you should have. Hard assets, things that will hold or retain their value as much as possible. Uh, gold and silver, land. Uh, those kinds of things they retain now land. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with anything except whenever the world goes insane, they always return to the gold standard. Why did we become after World War One? Why did we become the superpower by the time we hit World War Two? Because Europe went through World War One, and they needed to buy things from us. They needed to rebuild. They needed armaments. So they sent us their gold. By World War Two, we had all the gold. That's how we got the gold standard here in America and our our reserves. Right now, go in to Goldline. Find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. They've got a great special going on with free silver. 866-GOLDLINE. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We are so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for uh, listening. I, You know, can we go back to the floor of the house because they're, they're still voting. Chip Roy is going to join us here in a second. But they're voting in doing a Molinar. call and uh, Jordan <laughs> Jordan Mooney we just had a Miller Meeks Jordan. vote um, and of course we knew Miller More Meeks was not going Alabama. to vote for Jordan she's one of the people Jordan. who's been complaining about supposed credible death More threats against her um, mm-hmm. but uh, Miller Meeks did vote and I think this is the one thing we can take out of More this vote of is she mm. voted for McHenry Jeffries. she is uh, one of many now i don't know how many there's been total 10 maybe that have voted for mchenry um most people they were voting for either scalise or mccarthy before this so this may be a move by them to try to elevate uh, mchenry as the potential next person or at least in that temp role with expanded powers jeffries i love his fort why not you know Uh, okay jeffries (laughs) listen listen to the way the woman i love it she's disgusted by all of it she calls Murphy Bergier Jeffries Jordan Jaron uh, Nadler Jeffries Jeffries Listen to the Jeffries Nadler oh, Jeffries Jeffries <laughs> She's just disgusted by the whole process. She's like Jeffries. a representative of us. I yeah. Nagoose <laughs> Jeffries Jeffries I hate all of you, Nails. but okay. Jordan Jordan. <sighs> Just, it doesn't matter who right, they're voting so for. This is not going to. 
yeah yeah this is uh, this is not going uh anywhere um this stew brings up that this might be to get McHenry in um we were just saying that uh mccarthy giving the speech for jeffries uh might have been not uh Jim Jordan might have been the uh, the play to get him back in. Uh, but now that we see 10 people are voting for McHenry, maybe the next the next play is McHenry. Yeah, basically, you're sending messages here, right? If you're opposing Jordan here, who do you want to go to? Who do you think is the realistic possibility? So I think, you know, again, I think both McHenry and McCarthy are the top two possibilities of what we end up with here, though. They're still catastrophic outliers apply again if i were the democrats right now what i would be doing is stop nominating hakeem jeffries over and over again and getting your 212 votes every single time if i were them and please do not listen to me if you're a democrat right now with any sort of influence turn the radio off immediately but what i would do is find like the most moderate squishy worst republican i could think of and just start nominating them in in was that <laughs> Romney is in the Senate and right. he's out soon. So well, yeah, but he might. You're gonna be, have to go for the second worst. Well, maybe he will step over. Uh, seriously, like a Mitt right. Romney type yeah. figure, right? Pick someone like that who's going to be super critical of Donald Trump and and uh, is going to agree with you on 30, 40, 50, maybe eighty percent of things, and and just vote in unison for him. You'd only have to pick off a few Republicans. You get four or five of them who really like this guy. And all of a sudden, you would get you got it. control, and this guy would owe you the the mm. loyalties for getting the job. I, why they don't do that, I don't know. Because they're just stupid, or they don't uh, they they just can't they can't pass by Hakeem Jeffries. He's the next guy on the on the list, and he's got all the intersectional values we're voting for today. But but I'm surprised they haven't at least attempted something like that. Uh, but, you know, luckily they haven't because I think it might work uh, right now, though. There's <laughs> there's two McCarthy and McHenry are probably the most likely guys that are going to get this. It does seem like the vote will get worse here for Jordan as well. That's another notable thing. The New York uh, trying to win over the New York representatives does not seem to have worked. Um, and yeah, in fact, Zeldin actually has more votes in this <laughs> in this round than he did in the previous rounds. Uh, again, Zeldin not running, of course to become speaker, but he's getting a lot of these protest votes and it does seem like it's going to be higher than the 22 Jordan uh, lost last time. Will this be the end? I mean, I, my guess is I don't think he's going to, he was threatening to make people stay and vote throughout the weekend. I don't know that he's actually going to do that. Um, it doesn't seem like he has a, a chance to pull this off, unfortunately, because I think he'd do a good job. Uh, by the way, I got a uh, I got a copy of Romney's book, uh, the new one that is out, uh, Mitt Romney, and Lucky it's you. a tell all. Um, oh, I know. Uh, and he talks about it. He talks about me when we met, and he said I I was carrying my Bible for some unknown reason, and uh, and then I sat there and I blubbered. That that those are his words, and he just looked at his uh, staff member as I was blubbering on. And uh, he just looked in his mouth, never again. And uh, he hates these these crazy Tea Party conservatives. And then he does a hatchet job on Mike Lee. Um, 
There was mm. one race, however, that Romney was following more closely than any other. His fellow Utah Senator Mike Lee was up for re-election, facing off against Evan McMuffin, a moderate, I'm sorry, McMullen, I misread that, a moderate independent. Uh, normally, an incumbent Republican would barely have to open his mouth to win in Utah, but Lee was unusually pop, uh, unpopular. A former constitutional lawyer, he had ridden the 2010 Tea Party wave into the Senate where he made a name for himself as a rabble-rousing wingman to Ted Cruz. When I think of Mike Lee, I think of a rabble-rouser. Oh, yeah. Uh, within, within the local Utah establishment, many viewed Lee as a showboating obstructionist. Really? Really? whose penchant for provocation recently uh, routinely embarrassed his home state and his religion. Um, uh, man, there is so much here. Uh, then in the aftermath of January 6th, more than 60 leaked tech messages between Lee and the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows showed the center enthusiastically assisting Trump's plot to overturn the results of the election. In one text, Lee claimed to be spending 14 hours a day on the effort. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was doing all the research that he could do, and then he was saying, I don't see a path here. This this is what the Constitution says, and I don't see a path here. But if you want to take it, here's what's constitutional and what's not. And I've been spending 14 hours a day on this, so trust me. That's what he was saying. Um, uh, Romney thought it would be a long shot to beat Mike Lee, but he had no interest wading into the race. He knew he'd be expected to endorse the Republican incumbent, but he couldn't bring himself to do it. Ugh. In March, he told Politico that he planned to stay neutral because both candidates were friends. It was a bit of a stretch. Romney had only met McMuffin a handful of times, and while he knew Lee much better, their relationship was little more than cordial. It was a tidy way for him to stay on the sidelines. He figured uh, Lee would let it go. But he figured wrong. As Election Day neared, the poll stayed too close for comfort. The National Republican Senatorial Committee was forced to spend its scarce resources. Its scarce resources. They fought a Republican with those resources in Alaska. Forced to spend its scarce resources protecting a seat that was supposed to be in the bag. Party leaders began lobbying Romney behind the scenes. Then a few weeks before the election, Lee appeared on Tucker Carlson's show to call out Romney's lack of support. The host and senator worked as a tag team, with the former ridiculing Romney and later begging for his endorsement. Uh, this guy is Pierre Delecto, who marched with Black Lives Matter, who hates the nuclear family and endorsed the riots. I think he's gone insane, Carlson said. It's noteworthy here that 48 of my other Republican colleagues are on board with me, Lee said. At one point, look, Lee looked right at, straight at the camera to address Romney. Please get on board. Help me win re-election. Help us do that. You can get your entire family to donate to me through Lee4Senate.com. Romney was confused. Why would Mike Lee draw attention to this? Uh, More than that, though, he was galled by the presumption that he should automatically support Lee with no questions asked. This guy, he just, I mean, this is the, this is the, this is the book for elites. If you want to understand elites and how they view the world, and how they hate 
anyone who is not an elite, who actually believes in something, who believes in the Tea Party. In it, Romney talks about how oh, in 2012 and 2010, he just had to meet with people that his staff said, you really need to get on board if you're going to have a mass uh, you know, wave and you got to get everybody on board. You got to meet with these people. And, uh, oh, he just didn't want to meet with all the Baptists and cause they were mean and he just didn't want to meet with the tea party people because they were crazy, but he gave it a college try. What a jerk. What a jerk. Um, uh, so if you're elite, that book is coming out soon, I think. So question for you, Glenn. I thought you said it was his, it was Romney's book, but he's referring to it's Romney. Romney's book. It's a Ro- Yeah. It's, Ro- it's a book on Romney. Okay. Uh, okay. But it's Romney's book. So yeah. It's a he, tell-all book. Right. He worked closely yeah. with the author in some way is uh, the belief. Yeah. That way he can distance himself from anything, you know. Of course. Of course. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait to read it. Um, Let me tell you. Well, it'll be on the it'll be the dusty book on the bookshelf if you ever want to pull it down. Perfect. Uh, So and it will be a collector's item because I I I imagine there's going to be tens of them sold nationwide. I do hope that this we can finally dispense with this idea that, you know what, Mitt Romney, I don't agree with his policies, but I think he's a really good guy. You know, I think he's a wonderful man. You know, sure, sometimes I don't agree with him, but you know what? At the end of the day, he's a really good guy. Is he? Is he? If he's out here leaking uh, BS narratives about private meetings and um, I, did he bring up uh, the, you know, the George Washington letter you gave him that he never returned? Did he ever did he say that in the no, book? No, I've let that. No, I've let that go. Oh, I want to antagonize. Uh, Can I rip at that scab a little bit? Because yeah. I, I want you to remember it. Yeah, thank you. I want you no, to remember that. I, I thank you for that. Mm. Uh, just priceless artifact that he just uh, lost. Oh. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, he didn't know I wanted it back. I oh, mean, it's just how could a, anyone know that? And, and a man who loves America, you know, just obviously. A, an original copy of Farewell Address by George Washington. Why would anybody want that back? No, and why would you, you know, hold on to it? to put this... Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm just going to put this here on this table for a while in public. Um, anyway, um, uh, the uh, the the other thing you have to uh, gleam from this is how disgusted the elites are in our own party by most of the people in their party, the hardworking people, the people that actually believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They're they're beneath them. And they'll sully themselves if they have to talk to them, but they're not going to like it. This is a really good uh, insider view of an elitist. If you need any more proof, get it at your library. Okay, um, back in just a second. Our sponsor uh, this half hour is Relief Factor. Maggie wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I live on a horse ranch in the Ozarks. And my great joy in life has always been horseback riding. But in recent years, I had to cut back and eventually stop because of the back pain. I was afraid I would never ride again. Then I heard you talk about Relief Factor, and I tried it. Within a few weeks, the pain had subsided so much that I'm back in the saddle again. Maggie, that should be a song. Thanks for writing in. If you've been dealing with uh, your pain, try Relief Factor. Just 
Try it. See if you can't get out of that pain. The three-week quick start is $19.95. It's a trial pack, not a drug, but developed by doctors. More than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start. 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number 4 relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. It's ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number 4 relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Friends, uh, as we come to the end of our broadcast ministry, we ask you to quietly leave the chapel as we have to clean it up for the next ministry to come in. Like that unwashed heathen, Steve Dace. Can I get an amen? He's got the devil himself on today, I understand. Uh, Stubergear, is he going to actually be on that Steve Dace program? Believe Maybe I am. Maybe he's playing the devil himself. Minister. Believe I am. Steve's going to be showing you what a sinner looks like. Uh, and if you're listening to Sirius XM, it must be some Protestant ministry because that woman is going to be on the stand, uh, Megan Kelly. We would just ask that you would uh, continue to prepare for what's coming our way. And what's coming our way are true miracles. I testify to you now that in our lifetime, we will see the finger, the hand, and perhaps the entire arm of God. Let's be worthy of serving him at this time. All right. Um, Stu, I'm, uh, I'm dead out. <laughs> I've got nothing. Really? Is this, is this, yeah. Now, did, Should roll the, roll the credits because we got nothing. I guess we could do that. I mean, there's, nothing. there's several things that we could do here like this. And there you have it. Another example of why Glenn Beck is in the Radio Hall of Fame. Mark, I think Marconi no, 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 in one of his broadcasts no, 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 is like, hang, hang I have to clean out of stuff to say, guys. That's uh, Hang out. Hang out just a second. You can't be inducted into the Hall of Fame more than once. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now that I'm in the Hall of Fame, I don't really give a flying crap. Oh, you know really? I mean? That's... <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. Once you're inducted, mm. I mean, you don't go out. You don't go out and throw a no-hitter. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I've done my work. I mean, O.J. Simpson's still in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, if O.J. can stay in, you certainly can have a couple bad shows. Well, I tell you what. I'm going to have amen. And I am going to, you know, I'll if I start murdering women, (laughs) then I'll put some more work into, you know, my status of the Hall of Fame. But I'm not going to get in twice. They, They just won't take me out.